Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Obicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode, we bring you latest insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. We're joined in this week's episode by Dr. Philip Guyton to discuss grazing management as we head into the autumn period. Philip highlights the importance of assessing potential demand and supply on farms at the moment. He goes on to outline the grazing targets for the coming weeks. We discuss August fertiliser applications, the importance of targeting PK and lime applications in key areas. We finish up discussing some grazing tips for newly established clover swords and explaining what impact these have on successful establishment. We start off, however, discussing the grass situation around the country. There's huge variability, I suppose, in grass availability, in land performance. Um, and I suppose what, what we're going to need going into the autumn as a result of that. And, uh, you know, yeah, look, there's, there's a number of things at play, I suppose, depending on what part of the country you're in at the moment. Um, you know, you've had very little rain for a very long time or, you know, you know, in parts of the west and northwest, you know, we've had reasonable rain on and off and, and it has meant that the grass supply has has, has been able to, to keep up um, down the south, southeast, um, you know, some places getting very dry, um, grass got well back um, and, and issues there around availability. I suppose the, the other side of that, there's been quite a variability in terms of reports of land performance. Um, some of that, I suppose, coming back from even back before we there in May time, early June, you know, it was very hard to maintain um, grass quality. We were kind of going from a feast to a famine Um, grass quality probably wasn't where it should have been. And I suppose a lot of people were a little bit disappointed, maybe in, in cases there with, with land performance uh, around weaning time in, in that the, the performance there in June in particular wouldn't have been where we'd, where we'd like it to be maybe. And that, that has resulted, I suppose, in, in, in a slower drafting pattern and, and, and more lambs maybe less on, on farm at this stage than, than, than would normally be the case. And we need to, need to keep that in mind as well. I suppose like to, to take that, you have to be very realistic in what are you going to be carrying into September, October? Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, again, we always say this, but the importance of assessing your own situation and, and you know, this year is going to be, as we, as we often say, every year is different. Um, and, and just because something worked last year doesn't mean that maybe it's the, it, it, it's, it's the right way to go this year. And I suppose something that has happened this year and, and look, at it was, it was, we all had to do it. You know, there's been a lot less fertilizer spread. And I suppose, you know, as we say back in, back in May, early June maybe for a lot of the country you know growth conditions were quite good and that allowed us to to, to, to pull back on fertilizer application it was a big cost saving um, we were we were we were able to still grow the, the, the amount of grass we needed um, then I suppose yes parts of the country got dry and 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 you know there was no point in spreading fertilizer and that was the right thing to do as well in, in that you know there's what, what what was holding growth there was a soil moisture deficit not not a lack of fertilizer but I suppose the one thing we need to keep in mind now going going into the autumn is, is that you know we have spread a lot less fertilizer than normal and um, we need to make sure that we do put uh, adequate levels out in terms of building autumn covers but as you say to, to, to be able to feed you know whatever number of lambs we have on the farm and identify that and how we're going to deal with that um, but also to make sure that we have grass for yows going into the autumn and, and early winter and I suppose it might sound a bit strange but you know making sure that we're able to build that autumn cover and have the ground you know able to respond and, and start growing grass again for next spring and I suppose that's where there could be a concern is that if we, if we, if we continue to spread very little fertilizer into the autumn we could have shortages there for, for yows and lambs in the autumn and also that could have a knock-on effect in terms of overwinter growth and could have a knock-on effect 
contract in terms of grass availability for next spring. And that's, again, look, fertilizer prices don't look like they're going to come down. And, and you know, how we're going to provide that feed for next spring is, is, is something we have to keep in mind as well. No, look, and I think that's the point. We are heading this the next crunch period, really, for grass supply. Look, maybe we break that down a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about cover. So we know there's variability on farms at the moment. Where do we need to get covers to, Philip, by mid-August and maybe more importantly to start of September? What's our targets? So I suppose um, what we're looking at there is, is going into August, you know, our target days ahead there is, you know, building to about 15 to 20 days at the moment. I suppose we're saying kind of 12 to 14. We have to start lengthening the house as, 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 as we go into August and into September. Um, typically, what does that mean? You're looking at, Pre-grazing and covers of, of, of seven to nine centimetres, about 1,200 to 1,500 kilos um, of, of grass per hectare. As we go into September, we need to increase that another bit, which we need to start building covers. So you're talking 1,500 to 2,000, which is about eight to 10 centimetres, and we'll be increasing our target days ahead to maybe 25 to 30 uh, days ahead. And then as we go into October, November, you know, our final rotation, um, you know, you're talking at this stage, you'd be hoping that you've built covers up to the point of maybe you're talking 1,800 to 2,000 maybe. Um, that seems high, but I suppose what we're doing there is that, you know, we're trying to stretch that that that, that final rotation out, you know, the use of electric fencing you know, or whatever, you know, to, at that stage, it'll be mainly yours for grazing. Hopefully most of the lambs will be gone. Um, and you're 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 stretching. You're you, at peak there. You should be at that kind of thirty to forty days ahead, thirty-five days ahead. I suppose on average, and we're kind of holding that right through um, that 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 final rotation. Look, that's a fairly simple way of budgeting. Philip is basically taking a walk through the entire farm, making an estimate of how long will that hold up the stock you've on at the moment in each field. Exactly, and I suppose that's why we focus on days ahead. Look, I, I've quoted kilos of dry per hectare there, and I've quoted centimetres and that. And look, we 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 absolutely endorse that. You know, the more measurement that people can do on their own farms, the more information they'll have for their own farm, and then we can we can give more tailored advice. But even the simple act of, of walking the farm and putting an estimate of the number of days, we all know our field sizes. We all know from experience usually what how long it'll take. A group of sheep to, 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 to graze out a particular field that have particular cover um, even just that action there will 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 help in terms of budgeting and and identifying a problem i suppose if, if there is a deficit there or, or, or giving us time to take action to correct it i suppose we might come back to the deficit a bit later on look so that's the target covers we're working towards is a good is something useful have in our head where we need to build there so assess now and let's see how we're going to get there Fertiliser, Philip, we know prices have gone up. This is another time of the year, though, where it's going to justify some of that cost. What kind of levels do we need to look at for August? And bear in mind, I know there's different levels of stocking rates out there, but what would you be recommending? Yeah, so again, Kieran, as you say, look, at there's no one-size-fits-all. Um, we have a big range in, in stocking rates in terms of, I suppose, people that are listening here in terms of you know what they're going to need. And again, it's a... What are you going to need for your own farm? If we give a, a kind of a range there of, you know, someone less than 10 yards per hectare down, maybe eight yards per hectare, your typical average farm, you know, we're still saying maybe around 15 kilos to the hectare. So you're talking down around, you know, 10 units, a little bit more than 10 units to the acre in terms of nitrogen. All the way up to maybe, you know, heading for 20, 25 kilos. Um, 
to 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 the to the hectare for for farms that are maybe above that you know around that ten to or ten to twelve euros per hectare the higher uh, stocking rate farms, and look, the, the the value of that is that, you know, the alternative is is that if we don't spread fertilizer, look, it is expensive, but if we don't spread fertilizer, we're not going to grow the grass into the autumn. We're going to end up having to supplement lambs fairly heavily. And I suppose the cost of concentrates hasn't gone down in anything either. Um, you know, that's continuing to rise. Um, and, and what we're looking at here is what's going to be the best value for money. And I suppose the best value for money, as we always say, is try and get as much weight gain as possible from grass. And then if we have to supplement, you know, we can talk about things maybe like a targeted finishing group or whatever, where if, if, if we want to, you know, select out the, the lambs that are going to respond the best to, to supplementation and, 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 and get them, you know, moving to try and reduce demand as we get later into the autumn. But that's that's the kind of rates in terms of nitrogen. Um, and I suppose that's what we would recommend on a normal year. And where we have made savings in the middle of the year, I think, you know, it, it, the, the autumn time is not a, a, a period in the year where we should be trying to, to cut back because it can have major implications in terms of feed availability. And um, I suppose the, the response rates there, the earlier we go, okay, we, we all know when the close off period is, but really we should be pulling that forward even into August, you know, late August in terms of getting that final round of nights, you know, we'll get more of a response from it. Growth conditions are still going to be better than they will be in September. Um, and we get that little bit of a head start and we get more value from from that expensive product that we're applying. But in the long term, it's still a, a much cheaper way of feeding the sheep. So definitely for those who need to build covers, you're looking at earlier at this month and trying to be maybe finish up that final round by mid to late August. Yeah, I'd be saying get the fertilizer out by the end of August at, at the latest. Philip, just one other aspect of fertilizer. Look, we know on a lot of farms have been very little spread mid-summer and we got away with that by and large. Talk to me a little bit about P and K. Compound usage probably is down a little <clears> bit, um, but there's still a need in certain areas to target that to improve soil fertility and maintain soil fertility. Yes, Kieran, and I suppose look, I know we 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 spoke there back in the spring and even early summer there, and we said, look, you know, this is a year maybe for for a P and K holiday where it, where it can be done, but we did stress that you know you need to keep an eye on on priority areas. Um, so the likes of, of silage ground, um, you know, make sure that you're replacing um, what, what you've taken off. So I suppose whether that's a, a you know, a full planned silage cut and, and what we were saying was kind of, you know, go with, 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 with recommended levels of NPNK and whether, you know, utilize as much as possible, you know, nutrients on the farm. So slurry or farm manure or whatever to, to replace that. But not to not to skimp on on that ground because there will be huge offtakes both in planned you know heavier silage cuts. But also remember, I suppose that people were able to take advantage of, of good growth conditions there in May and June. There was surplus silage um, or, or even hay removed from 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 areas of the farm. Remember again that that's going to have removed uh, nutrients, and it's important you know to prioritize to to get nutrients back onto those areas where there was heavy you know high offtakes of of, of nutrients. Um, I suppose reseeds again was an area that we highlighted not to not to pair back on. So reseeds in the last year or so, make sure that you know adequate levels of P and K were applied to them. Um, and and I suppose the final area then was you know we, we put a big push on over so clover and people have started to respond to that. We we've seen the results in terms of it, its ability to significantly reduce the amount of 
of chemical nitrogen fertilizer that we had to spread. But again, um, whether that's clover that was sown in a reseed or clover that was over sown onto paddocks, it's critically important that we, we monitor, you know, P and K and pH levels um, and that they are maintained um, and that they're, they're not left to go, go to, to, to low levels or neglected because, again, the success of that establishment is very dependent on, on, on adequate soil fertility levels. And, you know, that's something that has, is, as we, again, we talk about, you know, the potential for, for high prices going into next year. Um, making sure that that clover has every chance to, to, to do its job in terms of fixing nitrogen. A small bit of extra expenditure there in terms of maintaining soil fertility will have a big benefit in terms of overall fertilizer costs for next year. I want to come back to you in the clover one in a second, but like the other obvious one was soil fertility. We've got a bare pasture at the moment. Moisture coming in, still a great chance to get lime out. Yeah, and I suppose look at where we're always saying it, and, and people are probably sticking me saying it. Lime is the, is is the, is the simplest of them all. You know, even if there's borderline P and K deficiencies there, correcting a, a pH deficiency is is the is the first step of of soil fertility management, um, and can have a, a very positive effect in terms of releasing locked up P and K that's in the soil, but not available to the plant due to due to pH uh, imbalances. I suppose the important thing there is 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 to have adequate um, information and that's a soil test in terms of what is the actual status of your farm so it's it's not that we're saying everybody should go out and spread lime if you don't have a, a deficiency if, you, if your ph levels are right then you know you can you can sometimes do more harm than good by applying excess but i suppose the message is the cheapest thing you know the way things have gone now the cheapest thing is do a soil test and the next cheapest thing to act on that soil test report is to correct your ph and then we prioritize i suppose what money we have to, to correct uh, p and k deficits in the areas where we're going to get the, the, the best response from it and something you're definitely going to see you look as an immediate response but you're going to see that next spring as well in those fields look you touched on clover there a lot will have established clover either in a reseed or tried over sowing this year Grazing management of that, Philip, as we head into the autumn, like you mentioned before, frequent grazing management, how big of an impact will that have on that clover establishment in the first year? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's really, it's nearly the most critical thing from, from a clover point of view. You know, we've talked about establishing conditions and all that, but once it's in, the, the, the critical thing really in that first year is is is, is monitoring soil fertility so that it's 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 in the right stage. But the, the next thing then is the management, the grazing management of it. And the critical message is if we remember one thing is to is is to continue to let light down to the base of the sward and light down to the establishing clover plant. And the importance of that is is that the, 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 the white clover plant will create its its stall on network, which is how it, you know, it spreads across the ground and it's, it's through this that the rhizomes will develop and that's where the, the nitrogen fixation will develop. So if we have a strong stolen network where that can happen, um, then, you know, we're going to get a lot of benefit from the clover in terms of nitrogen saving. Um, if that doesn't happen and, and it develops quite a weak network of stolons, then, you know, it's, it's not really going to do what we want it to do. And, and the, the critical thing there is not letting it get, get shaded out by heavy covers of grass um, in its first year. Uh, in particular, um, and I so I suppose the little and often grazing, you know, ch- treating it that little bit differently, and that's why we say, you know, you know, not to be trying to do too much at one time, is so that we can manage it for the remainder of that year to to to, to keep the covers low. And I suppose as we as we think about going into the autumn now, is is it's, it's that if you have overstone a paddock this year, 
um, try and leave it later on in the in the closing rotation for this winter so that it has as much time as possible with, with as much light as possible getting down to the base of that sward over even over the winter you know it won't have great growth conditions but it will help to strengthen that stolon network and should have a very positive effect on on its ability to fix nitrogen uh, next year it really does need to be managed separate to that grace and rotation. Look, Philip, maybe just to finish up finally, which I suppose the key thing over the next week or two is assess supplying the man on the farm and put a plan in place to deal with that. Yes, Kieran, very, very important, really. And I suppose, look, I know there's there's issues there in terms of moisture and that hopefully, you know, rainfall levels will will help to, to, to correct some of that now this week. But, you know, it's about seeing where you're at, um, where you're projecting you're going to be and uh, going into September, I suppose. And that's the critical month um, to get that balance right. And if action needs to be taken, I suppose, make the decision sooner rather than later in terms of how you're going to deal with a deficit if it's going to be there. Um, and, and and that's really the important one. Don't don't leave it spiral, I suppose, and, and leave it too late to be able to do anything about it. Philip, good having you on. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Kieran. Okay, we're going to finish the episode up at this point. As Philip has highlighted, have a plan in place, assess what the potential demand is on the farm, look where grass supplies at the moment, work towards those targets you outlined, and put a plan in place to provide that supply as we head into the autumn. That's it for me for this episode. Again, for any updates from our sheep program, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Jogger Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and get notified of any new episodes.